This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast. I've been on this for a long time, trying to find the right or the way or the, you know? No, no one has it together. No one knows. Do you? When I came to realize that there's something missing on this end and there's something missing on this end, so let's create this traditional space with ceremonial, there's spirit. Humans are needing spirit. The human experience is about spirit. <laughs> it is how it is. Not religion and spirit. And spirit is very free. So another thing about both settings that I just shared about, there's a lot of rules. In the clinical setting, the rules are you do not touch, you speak very little, and you do not leave your couch. You're not allowed to stand up, move, dance. By the way, psychedelic medicine does allow the physical body and does channel through the physical body mudras, right? Which are spiritual practices that have been around forever, spinning, moving of energy with hands and with movement. And that's not allowed in the clinical setting. So those are a lot of, there's a lot of rules. There's also a time constraint. So even if the person wakes up a little liquid and is still a little liquid, boom, boom, time to go home, make sure that, you know, somebody picked you up and you can go home now because it's a schedule and we're by the clock. In the shamanic way, there are also rules. Like I said, no touching, no talking. Yes, you can stand up and be in the jungle and be in your space. I say the jungle because I'm in the jungle and be out of your space. However, please do not go into anyone else's spaces. Do not go close to the shaman. You have to be kind of far away for them to invite you in. There's a lot of like restriction because they are holding their protection of their own space very, very tight. So there is a big sense of hierarchy. So my first download that I had really, it was, I want a free space. Beings want to be free. And I love this that I learned in PM, which is the only rules are do not hurt yourself and do not hurt others. And that's how I open ceremony. And that's how I open a space really. So what I came also to realize is that people don't know how to feel. People do not have distinctions around emotions and feelings and all of these beautiful distinctions and maps. And so I begin the ceremony. It's, it's always a small group, less than 10, average about six. At times I've had it with 15 people and it's people that for the most part, most of them have already held space and I have other guardians of the space accompany me. So I don't do that alone. But if I'm alone, it'll be between six to 10 people. And of course I can do privates, which I also do smaller groups, families. I've held space for families, couples, mother, daughter. I mean, it's just the potential is unlimited with the regards to the healing space. And I begin with a workshop. So I begin with distinctions, with maps, and I allow really the energy to flow. Sometimes I'll have a whiteboard and literally do maps. Sometimes it'll just show up without any whiteboard. Sometimes we'll do cohesive types of experiences so that they become liquid right away and they become trusting of the others in the space. And that takes about two hours. And so by then, two things. One is they have permission to feel. That's kind of why that you're here. And I do actually mention this, that it is trauma work. 
everyone has a certain level of trauma. I have found that if you say that it's trauma work, it doesn't have the effect of going into victim. It's the opposite. Most people have no clue that they have trauma. I have found it to be very beneficial. And the most tra traumatized people or the people with the biggest trauma, the big T, as they call it in other circles, they are the ones that are the most numb to the fact that they have the big trauma. So I find that that's beneficial. So you described what was missing, and then I hear you describe that you, you're adding something. You're crafting mm. your own. And you mentioned that earlier. It's like you're crafting your own game. Or you've crafted your own healing modality. Mm. And I would like to hear what are the specialties that you're bringing and how are you combining it? And what is it that you've taken from what you've seen missing and you've crafted your own? So it goes like that. And they know, right, on a flyer that they get, they have the different blocks. There's no way to know how the blocks will unfold because there is a surrendering into the energetic piece and whatever shows up in the space. And there is a context, there is a framework, and there's a safety in that. And it begins with this piece of workshop, piece of distinctions. It's okay to feel perhaps some cohesive exercises as a group, really to begin to opening up them into a liquid state. Next, we prepare the medicine together. I find that this is beautiful because again, we have been adapting to the experts, the authorities <laughs> in every way. And this medicine is there for us. There are no authorities. The authority is Gaia. And yes, I have experience and I can guide and I can be the radically responsible guide because these spaces are very delicate. It's a big responsibility. It's not for the faint of heart. I'll tell you that. And there's a lot at stake for them in this trust piece. And so we use muscle testing. I have worked with muscle testing for years and through the years. And so there is a particular muscle testing that we use. So it's like a body pendulum. And I teach them how to take the medicine in gratitude, in full reverence, that medicine is going to be ingested, therefore will be part of them to take the medicine, to go on their own and meditate and go with the medicine and create the space of a body pendulum and see if the medicine can speak to them, giving them X amount of grams. I mean, just so you get an idea like 2.5 grams, three grams is already an experience. And a hero's dose would be more like four to six grams would be more of a hero's dose. I do work with high doses. And so we go kind of from there. And it doesn't mean if they feel like they're not ready, but many times they'll come back and they say, it's set three grams. And we'll go with that because I also trust that their higher self knows and it works. I have so many experiences. So we prepare the medicine together. It's a very loving space. It's almost like we're in this family space together, each one of us. And how many grams are you going to take? And But it's not about comparing or contrasting. It's about, I really wish you well, or like that. And it's a beautiful tea. And I use honey because I do take a stand for sweetness in my work and lime. And then we open ceremony the traditional way. So they already had a workshop for an hour and a half, two hours. We already prepared the medicine. That was a different space. And now we all sit in a circle and we open the space. 
I used to open the space on my own. And for quite a while now, I'm opening it so that if others have something else to say or a permission or a gratitude, they can also share it. I'm creating and building the game world where it's more and more involving them. Because even if they've never attended a ceremony, their spiritual being is present. And when they have a space, sometimes it just shows up and people will say, thank you to my grandmother. They'll bring elements to the altar from home. I asked them to do that ahead of time. They'll share about the elements they brought in. And then we will, in full ritual, in full devotion and gratitude and respect, we will then drink the medicine. And then there's a time of quiet. And it's not a mandatory. These are all invitations because, like I said, there are no rules. And it just shows up like that. And then within 40 minutes, people are in their process. Once people take the medicine and are in that space, because of the way the context was created, we're already in a safe, big love space. There's a love bubble. The love is fundamental even before they arrive. So days before they arrive, there's already this bright principle of love in the space, like wherever they are. And when they come, that's how it goes. So by the time they take the medicine, people sometimes ask me, because many, many of the journeyers that I've worked with, particularly in California, by the way, I'm talking Silicon Valley tech people in their 50s. So these people that have been in modern culture 100%, and they're longing for spirit. There's been such a longing, and now it's mainstream because Netflix says that it is, and the books say that it is. And so they're like, oh, I want to do it. And so they arrive, and many times the questions go like this. What if I have a bad trip? So that would be a fair question. And what I say goes like this. For a context that is not safe, that is not loving, that is not guided with radical responsibility, it would be a bad trip. It could definitely be a bad trip. For a context that is open to high, high level intensity, emotional healing processes, what someone else would call a bad trip would be the most healing work you can do. And they totally get it. So the bad trips come when people are irresponsibly holding spaces, which unfortunately is happening. So what I'm saying is once they now are laying down and they're beginning to feel the medicine, then what I'll be is I'll be scanning. I'm in the scanning mode. I do invite them as an invitation not to leave the space. There are times where the box, let's call it the box, or other things, other energies, it's not only the box, sometimes it's other energies, will want them to leave the healing space and they'll be wanting to go. So I give them that invitation and they stay. Like, it's incredible how this works. No one leaves. It's just so beautiful. It flows. And the magic of it that has me so excited People take turns because I am completely hands-on in the emotional healing process piece. So when somebody, and I'm scanning, and let's say that Robert has, I, I can sense a sadness in Robert, I will then approach Robert. Otherwise, I'll be either chanting or in the drum, or there'll be medicine music or how, whatever the space or silence. I sense a sadness in Robert. I will approach Robert and be with him. And touch him maybe in a way that he's, he has not been touched ever. Maybe stroking his hair, for example. 
this is not planned. This is all kind of my own energy is giving me information of what Robert is needing at the time. And mm -hmm. I listen and my hand will also listen. Maybe it's touching his, his heart. And then I will use my training and then I will say, you know, Robert, I sense there's a sadness there and it just starts to bubble up and it'll go. And then he'll feel really sad. People that have, like I said, never in their life imagined they would cry like babies because they are these CEOs or high corporate people or like that are crying like babies and big stuff happens and big things and big healing work. And I'm just in such gratitude, you know, such gratitude that I can witness the depth of healing that can happen in one night, in one night. And because everyone has already been coached around the context, the other beings are not irritated, not freaking out. Even if they're new, they're like, even in their state, they're like, yeah, go Robert. They're in empathy. They're in compassion. Cause I've already shared that that's the context and it works magically. Then Robert finishes his emotional healing process. And all of a sudden Sally is beginning a rage process. So what's the anger about? And what do you want to do about that? And, ooh, and it just goes like that all night long. And it's an all night process. It is so beautiful. And beautiful is because they're all in it with each other. Modern culture just stay at the door. They are rooting for each other in their liquid states. They have no clue what they're doing. All they know is that there's a being that needs their support. And so they're taking turns like that. And they're waiting patiently for their process. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. It's so beautiful and very powerful. When it's all said and done, we may not sleep the entire night. We may end up, if it's here in my home, we may end up in the beach, like at 4 or 5 a.m. We don't know. Like I said, it's a free space. If somebody has an idea and says, oh, I'm called to go to the beach, I'll ask, hey, how's everyone doing? Can you guys walk? <laughs> you know, who can walk? Raise your hand. <laughs> you know, who needs help to walk? And we'll go to the beach and it'll be divine. And no one will go into any dangerous situation or go in the, nothing like that everyone's in it for the team type thing and their own, or they'll get to rest a bit or sleep a bit, or somebody, everyone's starting to rest and somebody had an incomplete process and it'll show up. So this is the integration. Not yet. Part. Not yet. Not yet. No, this is still the process part. Still the process part. And it goes to like three, four, 5 a.m. I'm just sharing the different scenarios that have happened that I've experienced. Or they all go to sleep for a couple of hours and then I gently, lovingly wake them up and then we'll have breakfast. We'll open a space for breakfast. We'll eat. I will share about the distinction of spaces. It's not an integration space. This distinction of spaces is really, really powerful in this work. It's really been beneficial. I'm so grateful for all the, the tools and the PM distinctions. I'm so grateful because it's been landing with people quickly. The distinction of spaces, for example, it lands with people quickly. And then they call later and say, oh, I've been continuing to use this. So almost trusting that they have enough matrix that those things will land and it's been happening. There's an acceleration. So anyhow. Once they sleep and we have breakfast, then everyone takes a little break. And then I will call in a space of integration. That will be a circle. And then we'll go all in integration. 
integration can look like many things and mostly begins in a circle like an open up open up a space of listening everybody let's just share and i have this particular beautiful wooden sphere that has traveled with me for years and years and that's the one we use popcorn style or however or put it in the center many many different ways and modalities and they'll start sharing and many times a new process will show up so that's it. The integration ended up being the new process ended up being part of that. Everyone starts hugging or hold. This happens also during ceremony and after a lot of physical touch. People either start hugging or holding or a cuddle puddle or right crying with each other, empathy, resonance. Really, there's a lot of that. And so they are sharing things they have never shared with anyone ever and touching men with men, women with women like that and women with men in a very beautiful kind of benign way, like they have never done in their life. I've heard this over and over. So integration will take as long as it takes. I have no time limit. Sometimes it's three hours, five hours, six hours. Sometimes we begin around 7 p.m. And we don't end many times till 3, 4 p.m. the next day. No one wants to leave. So that's how I've been combining and creating my own game world. And I was really glad to be at the psychedelic conference and hear a lot of the pieces of the fear and the worries and the concerns around the psychedelic movement and how most of the talks that I went to, I'm like, oh, actually I am doing that. Oh, and I go to another talk. I am, you know, honoring the ancestors and the lineage and the sacredness of medicine. I'm doing that. And then, oh, I am doing the somatic work that you guys can't do, unfortunately, because of the laws. Yeah, I feel, I feel really, really full and fulfilled in the work that I am doing. And it's scary at times because, you know, I am working, I say we, because I have a lot of uh, guides and helpers. We are working with a very strong medicine, the strongest medicine, truly. It's not addictive. It's not a drug. You cannot overdose on psilocybin. So many things. And I heard you say at some point in the conversation about like it takes courage to craft your own how did you gather up that courage to make it your own i gathered up the courage through a lot of pain through a lot of pain and and disappointment and sensing an aloneness and discouragement and having a sense that this is my tribe and then it wasn't and wanting and longing okay this is my tribe and then it wasn't i guess what i want to say is I've had this longing of the work and the healing work. I'm very committed and I have been for many, many years, committed to holding spaces for healing, transformation, evolution for many years. And I've had a sense in my being that it can be done without harshness. And what I have found, because I also have been invited to speak at conferences, you know, there's a conference here in Tulum that I was invited to speak at and do a workshop in and things like that. And I still find the competition is apparent in the Echo Village, this type of space, right? 300 people, and I could still have a sense of the competition. Where's the emotional piece? Where's the emotional work in that type of conference and space? Non-existent. You know, I was the only one of 30 speakers speaking about the emotional work, kind of the social permaculture piece, let's say. Things like that. So... I became more and more pained and disenchanted. And I had very long lows also, where I would be holding spaces one-on-one -on -one and would muster the strength and 
in my alone time, I would be in pure grief and sadness. Like, where is the tribe really? This has been a long journey for me, very long. And I feel sad about that. And through this pain, I have a sense that there, there's been points where the longing of this knowing that I am laser focused on my role on the planet was bigger than the pain. And so my anger came up and my confidence showed up and I created this full on game world. I had already been creating my own game worlds, right? So to speak for a long time. And it was kind of like, I feel angry. I'm not going to adapt to any other leader anymore. This is not okay that people are getting hurt or something, right? In shamanic spaces, for example, there's a lot of people getting hurt in other spaces. Not only men, also women, but, but it's mostly with men, sadly. So the courage came from my anger, but my conscious anger and not out of trying to prove anything out of a commitment for healing men and women. I work with a lot of men more and more. Actually, it's become almost 60, 40. I am in awe the amount of men that I'm working with and I can't explain it. And I'm so glad and there is a trust. It's almost, I just had an Italian person here for a few days and worked with him. And he said, you get me. It's like, you understand men. And maybe I have a lot of male energy. I don't know. They talk about that. And, and I know that's probably very true, whatever that means. And I have a sense that the compassion piece is around all beings. Patriarchy has affected all beings. So... That's where the courage came to create, design my own game world. And I'm improving every single ceremony. Like I could do this better. And I ask people, you know, can you let me know what could I have done better? Or, you know, I'm always asking. I many times go liquid myself in integration and cry because it was a long night. I'm glad to hear that because that's really like Gaian game worlds need to be evolving game worlds. You know, if you're not yes. evolving with your yeah. game world, then it becomes another, yeah, like a mm -hmm. dead stencil game world or something like that. I'm glad to hear that. And then yeah. another question I have is what happens afterwards? What changes mm -hmm. for people through going through your process, through the healing and what comes after for them? What changes for people is as varied as the amount of people that we are, as the amount of trees and nature and flowers change happens, transformation happens, healing happens. And I could share the most, I want to say the biggest transformations. I could share about that. And I could share about the ones that have been more in a process transformation. What I do want to say about that is that one thing that I have noticed, and I'd like to share with, with everyone here, it goes like this. There are variables in my experience. It's almost like a little bit of a research, right? I'm conducting research and experimenting all the time. And what I've noticed is that age has something to do with the level and intensity of the healing and transformation. And so now as part of my experiment, I say that I said, okay, so, I mean, I speak with everybody before they come to ceremony. I ask about if they're taking medications. I take all of the precautions. And I ask about age and I say, 
you know, with the amount of emotional work that us as an adult, because I'm probably your age, you know, most of the time I'm that age, <laughs> if they're older, so that works well. I said, okay, so I'm that age as well. And we've become more crystallized. So even before they come to ceremony, I already have introduced the concept of layers. The healing occurs in layers because the trauma occurred in layers. And if you're 50, you have more layers than if you're 30. And that's the way it is. And I have not had a single person have a bad experience or not feel that it was completely worthwhile and they will never forget it. I mean, I just have the sense of gratitude. And I say it, I was going to say, I say it with humility because it's kind of the thing to say, but I just want to, I want to say that that's the fact. You're saying it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's interesting that I still have a hard time saying that, right? There's this thing that wants to keep me small still, still, because I've been through a lot. I don't want other men or women to have as long as a journey as I have had. I want to shorten their time. I'm in my 50s. I've been on this for a long time, trying to find the right or the way or the, you know, no, no one has it together. No one knows. Do you get the support, go in the loving space, have integrity, have responsibility, go with spirit and train and be responsible and do it. Have the courage. Two more things or last things I want to share about this work. One is that they have full access to me at all times. So a traveler, I call them travelers, right? Because we go on a journey together. A traveler that has been here or with me in California or anywhere knows that they can send me a, a message, WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal, and that I am there. And they have their own village as well. So I create groups of every ceremony group. And then I create gatherings of the ceremony people that have been in the gatherings and including other people that have done more one-on-ones emotional healing processes and we do it in the physical and or virtually, there's this community that is being created from that. And so they are supporting each other and they also know to, to uh -huh. and I find it so beautiful because they're quite responsible. It's not like people are calling me every day or anything. And when the big thing shows up, then they will call and I'm there and I'll hold space for them. Or I'll invite them to have a Zoom emotional healing, pro like that. So it's just organically been really, really great. And the last thing I want to share is that every three ceremonies or so, there will be a being that will say, I want to do that. I want to do what you're doing. And so I'm opening up a space of a mentorship, apprenticeship. And I say to them, you have your own gifts. If you're called to this work, you have your own gifts. And I will share what I share and you will have your own modality. Maybe it's more of a dance thing. Maybe it's more of an energetic thing without touch. Because I touch a lot, by the way, physically. It's a lot of touch in my modality. Anyhow, so I wanted to share about that moving forward. How? So hmm, there is a health space yeah. even afterwards. And they can, and then also those yeah. that are called to it. So you're, that's also part of an evolutionary guy in game world is sort of replacing yourself or training the next generation. So it, it's, it doesn't create another hierarchy where they can only come to you and that's it. It's like bringing it into the flow of evolution. Yes. 
I want to say it's been very powerful. The messages that I've gotten, uh, I, I'm thinking about one particular, uh, particular young woman. When I met her in ceremony, she was a participant and she came and said, I want to learn this. I was immediately called to invite her to the next ceremony as an observer, taking very little medicine. And she ended up being an extraordinary space holder on day one. So we don't know where the matrix is. They know, energy know, the field knows. Why would I want to have her wait for a year? Yes. Oh, look, this is my, you know, let me share with you my steps of when you can come and hold space with me. You know, you need to do five ceremonies. You need to throw up a lot or whatever, you know? No, she was, she's a natural. And so I'm really glad that I'm following the impulse and she's an absolutely beautiful being. And her growth has been exponential. And so she's actually the one that's saying to me, let me help you with the framework for this mentorship program. And I'm like, that's so great. Because I'm not great with all that. I hear a lot of collaboration in your work or in how you show mm -hmm. up in the world and how you've shown up also in this interview. So thank you for that. Touches me. Thank you. I'm feeling quite liquid. This is a big thing for me to share like this as openly as I am in a space such as this.